Welcome to the New Author Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Evanoff and Lindsay Evanoff. The super siblings will take you through their days as they write, publish, and market their books. They'll talk about their successes, their mistakes, and everything in between. And occasionally, they'll veer off into tangents that will most likely be discussion of which episode of The Office is their favorite. Seriously, they talk about The Office a lot. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is April 10th, 2022. This is episode number 161, and my name is Jerry Evanoff. I am one of the hosts of this podcast, and today I am flying solo. I have no one else with me. My sister, obviously, Lindsay, is taking the year off of writing. She will be back in the year 2023, uh, and Rich is under the weather today, so he will not be joining me. So today it's just me. It's my voice talking to you and no one else. It's going to be like I'm just talking out there to the void. I don't have anyone to bounce anything off of. It's just me. So I'm going to start right off with my stats. Uh, Book one in my murder mystery is up 2,784 words to 49,235 total. Uh, I had a good week. Um, I actually had some goals I wanted to accomplish, and I accomplished them finished early and then continued on with the next part of the writing. So I'm pretty excited about this. Um, For anybody who may be new, um, thank you for listening. Uh, I do have two books in my science fiction series that are currently going. Um, I have two books that are uh, released already, book one and two. I have a prequel that's going to be part of a trilogy, also released. Uh, This is book three in the science fiction series. I had started working on it back last year and just kind of got tired of the characters, tired of the story, just wanted a break. So I wrote about 65% of it. I'm at 59,318 words. I accidentally started writing book four in the series. So I'm 5,439 words into book four, which is chapters one and two. And I just kind of put it aside and said, I run over, I want to write this murder mystery. So I started writing a murder mystery based off of a, a Udemy video on how to write a murder mystery chapter by chapter. And uh, that's the one that I'm working on right now. Uh, Let's see. I'll link to the Udemy video in the show notes in case you're curious what I used. Uh, In terms of MailerLite, my my mailing list is up 1 to 860, uh, which is nice. Um, I'm happy about that. Uh, The the big important number, and now this is definitely the last time you're going to hear me say this. I know I said that a couple weeks ago, but this is definitely it. The number of Perry Mason still left on my DVR is down to zero. Um, sadly, it's the end of an era. Uh, I'm only, I'm only about six murder she wrote into season one. I'm not even going to give that number every week because I don't watch those religiously like I was watching the Perry Masons. So that's it. No more Perry Masons. Very disappointing. Speaking of last week's goal, um, I had a whole bunch of things I wanted to finish last week in terms of my plotting. Number one, I wanted to get through the second draft of my plot expansion. Uh, and I did. I got all the way through it. I didn't expect to get through it as quick as I did, but I did. Uh, I wanted to then leave myself uh, enough uh, of, a, of time to go through go through the plot a third time, which I did. During that third time, I wanted to go through and just make sure I had any unanswered questions that, that I would answer them so that when I was ready to write, I wouldn't have any questions. Uh, I did have two chapters that I created that weren't in the Udemy video, and I needed to plot those better. I plotted one of them. I didn't plot the second one yet because I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it in the story. When I get to that point in the plot where I've kind of inserted a blank chapter, 
Um, I'll decide at the time whether I want to insert into the story, but right now one of them is definitely plotted out and the other one isn't. I wanted to make sure some of the side characters who play an important role in the end are in the story more because I didn't want to like introduce them in chapter 5 and then not introduce them again until chapter 39 when they play a big role. I needed to get them, just even if they're mentioned or they're in some conversations, they needed to be part of it. And I did that. I, I expanded three or four of them really well. A couple of them I'm really happy with. I didn't expect, they're not in the Udemy video and I added them in and, and just made them part of the story. Uh, and they're characters that I really like too. They remind me of some characters on TV. Uh, that, that I'm pretty happy about. Uh, let's see. I also had this, and I mentioned this last week, I had this problem where my main character did not seem to be like he was the one who was solving the murder. He, he, was, he was just there as other characters discovered things or knew things or told him things. He was really just the person that was like moving the story along, but he wasn't actually... Uh, uh, he, you know, he was proactive in moving the story along, but he wasn't actually the person solving the case. I needed to change that, which I did. Uh, lastly, the last thing I needed to do was work out my chapter numbers. You know, in, in the Udemy video, you know, he could come in and say, chapter five, here's a series of scenes. Well, for me, I generally have one scene per chapter. Not always, but most of the time I, time I have one scene per chapter. And I wanted to work it out. So when I was plotting, I would say five, chapter 5A, five chapter 5B, chapter 5C, because there were three scenes in his plot, in his Udemy video plot for chapter 5. I went through and renumbered the whole thing. I think I ended up with 49 chapters. So the Udemy video is 31 chapters. I ended up with 49, and it's very possible that as I go through and write the rest of this, I could end up splitting up some more chapters and making them. I'll probably end up around 55, which is my first sci-fi book was, I think, 59. My second one was around there also. Um, so it seems about right for the, the length that I write. Um, I'm not sure what the what the standard length is for a murder mystery. I don't think that it's much more than 65 to 75,000. Mine's gonna end up around 100,000 and I honestly don't care. Uh, I'm just writing the story to whatever it takes. If it was 40,000, it would be 40,000. If it's 120,000, that's where it'll end up. Uh, I think it's gonna end up around 100, but we'll see as I go along uh, how many words I end up with. And then the, the, the other thing that I wanted to do was, okay, if I got all those things done, it was starting back at chapter one now, and let's get to the writing, which is what happened. So uh, in terms of my week, it, it was really good. Uh, let, let's talk about it. On Sunday after the podcast last week, I kind of sat, watched some TV for a while, and while I was doing that, I was thinking about the plot. Like I, I don't even remember what I was watching. I just couldn't get the plot out of my head based on what I had done Sunday morning. So around 9.45 at night, I grabbed my laptop, uh, I put some Ryan George YouTube on my TV just so I'd have some noise in the background of stuff that I've already seen. And I continued working on chapter 18. Now this is the second time through. This is the plot expansion. So the first time through, I basically took everything in the Udemy video and wrote it into my novel or software. So when he said chapter 18, I just wrote what he said. I changed some of the names. If he said, you know, protagonist, I put Sam because that's my protagonist's name. But I really didn't expand upon what he said. I just, it was, you know, it was a paragraph here and there. Uh, so this was my second time through where I was taking what he said and now turning it around to be uh, for my story. So I expanded upon it. I added multiple paragraphs. It really, you know, I have some chapters that are four to six to seven hundred words. So they were really, that's just the plot. They were really long. And um, I, I got stuck with that one. And just let's keep this one in mind. Chapter 18. Uh, I have a, a question in there where I could not figure out why two of my characters were at the scene of a murder. 
And that was uh, one of the, that, you know, when I talked earlier about going through and answering my questions, this is one of the questions I would have to answer. I was really tired. Um, it had been a long two weeks of my regular work job of working a bunch of evenings and working weekends. And it was Sunday night. I think I had worked Saturday for about an hour. Sunday, I think I slept in, but I was still tired. So I just went to bed. Monday, uh, so I woke up Monday morning with a, an email from United Airlines telling me that my flight to Spain had been changed, which that happened to me last week, last year when I went to Vegas in November. I mean, that's what the airlines are doing now. They're pretty awful. And um, they had changed my, my first flight from Cleveland to Newark uh, and then Newark to Madrid. They had changed it from like an hour and 45 minute layover to a 52 minute layover. I don't like that. That's cutting it a little close for me. If the first uh, flight is late at all. I run risk of missing the second flight because I take my laptop with me and I can sit anywhere and write. I don't mind long layovers. So now I have to deal with airlines, which you never want to do. So I went to united.com. Uh, I saw, I, I went looking for a phone number. There was no way, you know, they had a link in the email that said, Hey, you can rebook it here. And I clicked the link and it told me that it was going to be free because they changed it. But then when I clicked the link and I looked at the flights, it was every flight was like $1,200 more than what I paid. I had to pay an additional $1,200. That didn't seem right. So I was going to call them, you know, I'm, I'm older. I'd rather talk to somebody on the phone. And, uh, while I was looking for the phone number, I found an actual chat box that websites have now. And I had deal, I, I had dealt with somebody, I think it was Geico, uh, maybe six, eight months ago, the same way. Instead of calling them, they had a chat box and everything went great. It was easy. I got an actual human being really fast instead of having to deal with, you know, press two for this and press three for this. Or my favorite is when they say, say or press two. And while they're talking, I accidentally clear my throat and now it thinks I said something and it doesn't know what I said. So um, I went to the chat box and typed in there what I what my issue was. You know, they changed my flight. Can I get a free change? The guy said, yep, no problem. And I said, well, can you look for a flight for me? And he said, yeah, no problem. And it took him about five minutes. He came back and said, how about this one? And I said, perfect. And he rebooked it for me and boom, done. It was great. Uh, I was very happy with that. I was very happy with that, that customer service and how it worked out. So now my flight has a two-hour layover. I think I leave around two get to Newark around, I don't know, 4, 2.30, or 3.30, I don't even remember. And then I have like two hours, and then I, I leave for Madrid after that. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, I, I, okay, so we talked about this. I talked about this with Rich last week um, about doing a separate Facebook ad to try to attract people to your story before you release it. This was his idea. He was talking about doing this and I really, really thought it was a good idea. I think it's something I'm gonna try also. So I had mentioned, you know, do I create a separate mailing list? Do I create, just so I mix them in with my sci-fi people? And I decided to create a separate mailing list. And I wanted, to, I might even create two because I'm gonna do the book funnel giveaways. I'm gonna do the story origin giveaways later on. These are the people that come on that just want freebies and for the, the majority of them do not care about you or your book. They'll sign up, they'll download your book and then they'll never open another email from you. Now that's not everybody, don't get me wrong. I, I, a lot of those people do open your emails, but they're not like true fans. The, the goal there is to try to turn them into true fans. What I think I'm gonna do is I'm gonna create a mailer like mailing list for the murder mystery. It's a lot of M's. And I'm going to just bring in people from the Facebook ad who are willing to pay for the book later on when it comes out. And I'm gonna use the same link in the back of the book uh, that says, please join, join my mailing list. I'm gonna put them here. Once I start doing the book funnel and the story origin list, I'm probably gonna create a separate mailing list for them, a murder mystery kind of you know giveaway 
you know, list where I can keep them separate. And maybe as people buy my book or, or open every email, maybe I move them over into the list. We'll see how that goes. But I'm going to try to manage my, my mailing list better than I did for the sci-fi books. And I really didn't know what I was doing. I still don't completely know what I'm doing, but uh, I feel like I'm a little bit better off now than I was last time. So, uh, so at some point I'm going to go ahead and um, create this mailing list. I'm sorry, create this Facebook ad and try to generate people to this Facebook ad uh, and, and get them onto this uh, mailing list. It would be nice to have a mailing list of even like 50 people so that when I release the book, they'll go out and either download it and read it or pay for it and read it. So. And then I sat Monday night, grabbed my laptop again. I put, uh, I don't know if anybody is uh, familiar with Pluto TV. It's an app that comes with Roku and it probably comes with all the other streaming devices. Um, one of the channels on Pluto TV is Bob Ross. And I remember when I was a kid, we used to watch Bob Ross all the time. My dad always wanted to get into painting. So we'd watch it all the time. So he, there's a channel on Pluto TV that just plays 24 seven Bob Ross. And what more soothing voice to listen to is there than Bob Ross when you're writing and you don't necessarily want to pay attention to what he's saying, but I just wanted noise. So while I put that on my, on my TV and then I, I did chapters 19 and 20. Again, I have 31 total. So I did chapters 19 and 20 <clears throat> Monday night. Tuesday I worked and then in the evening it was back to Hothead Burrito where I normally go on Tuesdays. I did chapters 21 through 25. Wednesday I had lunch at my favorite sub place here in town and I actually went 25 through 31. So I finished the book. Now Wednesday was my busy day. You know, I had a appraiser coming at one. I had a meeting with Fidelity at four. I had a fantasy baseball auction at eight. You know, all those things. I had stuff in the morning. I mean, it was a busy day. So I kind of rushed through getting through 25 through 31 um, when I was doing the second plotting, the expansion of my original plot. So I, I rushed through. I didn't even do the story grid. I just wanted to get the story complete, so I finished it. Well, then Thursday, I went back through the those same chapters and put them in the, pre, the story grid. Um, I went through them again just to make sure that I didn't miss anything, answer all the questions, all the stuff that I wanted to do. Then I went and renumbered the whole thing. <clears throat> and like I said earlier, it became 49 chapters. And I kind of read through it, and I was ready now to, to do that third and final uh, look through of the plot. So Friday, uh, oh, actually Thursday night, I want to just mention that this is, this is why there's no more Perry Masons, because I think I watched the final three on Monday night, and then I watched the fourth one on Thursday night and that was it deleted it off my DVR there's actually a Perry Mason channel on that Pluto TV that I'll throw on sometimes because I've seen them all now but that's it no more no more Perry Mason's Thursday night ended that era so yeah so then Friday um, Friday I nor normally don't go to lunch I was gonna do my treadmill and then just make my salad for lunch here at home but I wanted to go through that one more time I wanted to get that third revision done before I started writing on Friday night so I went over uh, had, uh, had, had a salad and went through every chapter. I went through all 49 chapters, basically just scanning through it, making sure all of my boldface comments were, were, uh, if any of them were, were questions, I wanted to make sure I answered it. So for example, you know, I had a, a, a character where I wrote a question where I wrote, should I create a different character here? And then I answered it. Yes, I should. And I went in, I gave him a name or her a name. I forget who I created that day. And, uh, and just put that person in there. They may not even get a line. My character may not even mention that they exist, but they're there. I think it's a lunchroom scene where I have three characters that are important to the plot. I wanted to add a couple more uh, just to make it more realistic of a lunchroom in a manufacturing plant. So I went through and did that. Um, 
The only problem that I have is that chapter 18 question I mentioned earlier. It's still a question. I have not answered it yet. I need to I need to get to that chapter and then try to come up with why my two characters are at the scene of a murder. Why isn't it the police? Why why are they the two that stumbled upon it to call my main character to tell them that they were there? So that's still what I have to work out. But everything else was finished. Very happy. So Friday night, I went to Hothead again, and I resubscribed to Grammar Pre Grammarly Premium, which I really enjoy. I ran chapter one through it, finished chapter one, done. Chapter one is now finished. I colored it green in my little story grid, and uh, yeah, it was good. One thing that bugged me though, um, there are a bunch of scenes at the end that are action scenes that are like minus minus to minus minus. No of you, those of you who know, the story grid know that a, a chapter, according to Sean Coyne, a chapter is supposed to turn. It's supposed to turn plus to minus or minus to plus or minus to minus minus or plus to plus plus. It's got to turn somewhere. It's got to have some kind of a, a turning point, a change, a reason that the, the reader is going to read it and then keep reading. And I was a little bit bugged because my last seven chapters or so are all minus minus to minus minus. They are fight scenes. And at no point does it ever end well for my character until the very end of the fight scene. And I split those fight scenes up into multiple chapters because I want them to turn the page to see what happens next. But this morning I was listening to an old episode of the Story Grid and Sean just happened to mention that one of Tim's chapters goes plus minus plus. So technically it goes, it starts out at plus and ends at plus, but it does go plus to minus then minus back to plus somewhere in the middle of that chapter. And I did not, I did not remember uh, listening to the Surgard back in the day where he talked about this. And so this made me feel a lot better because I know there are times during those chapters where it goes like minus to plus, and then plus to minus. So it technically goes minus to minus. But in the chapter itself, things look good, things look bad, things look good, etc. So I'm feeling a lot better about that fight scene at the very end where it takes up like the last six chapters. So as I go through now and I story grid my chapters, you know, I'm going to go through the first four again and just check to see. I'm going to check to see if, if there are any extra shifts in there that I didn't mention. So, for example, in chapter two, I'm pretty sure it starts out as a plus, goes to minus and then back to plus, then back to minus. And I feel like that's forced turns. I always assumed that every turn was a new scene, but apparently not according to what I heard in the episode of the story grid I was listening to this morning. So... I'm pretty, I'm pretty encouraged by that. So by the end of Friday, I had chapter one finished. Uh, completely finished. Done. I'm in the writing phase now. Completely finished. Now, I'd already written the first, I don't know, first draft of like the first 18, 19 chapters. But I'm now I have to go through them all and I have to make sure any notes I added while I was plotting get written into the story. So the first 18 or 19 chapters are going to go pretty quick for me. Um, it's just a matter of, of when I get to the point of like chapter 19, I have to start writing again. Uh, right now, I'm just kind of editing the first 17 or 18 whatever it is, chapters. Saturday morning, I got up, went to Chick-fil-A, went all the way through chapter two. Again, doing some rewriting based on the writer's group notes that they gave me a couple months ago. And then I went into chapter three. And um, Rich and I had talked about this a couple weeks ago. Of, of I wasn't sure if I wanted to make this the same kind of manufacturing plan. Because I'm basing this on a, a place that I went a lot in 2019. If you go back and you listen to the 2019 episodes, in the middle of the summer, you'll hear me talk about this, where I was going back and forth to this manufacturing plant. And while I was there, I came up with the idea of having a murder happen. And I, so as I'm writing this, I'm thinking, well, do I really want to base this on like a real place with real people? You know, some of them aren't exactly nice people uh, in, in my story. I don't want to like, you know, 
make them out to be jerks or anything like that in real life. I don't want them to open it and go, wow, he's talking about me here. I don't like that. So I just wasn't sure what to do there. Um, I did decide uh, last week that I was going to go ahead and base this on the real place. The layout is going to be similar, not exactly the same, but similar. The people, though, I am going to change a little bit. I don't want to base this on like real people because I don't want the real people to get upset with me. Some of them I still am friends with, I guess. I guess Facebook friends. I don't really talk to anybody from there anymore since I changed jobs. But um, but uh, yeah, so so I I did start going through chapter three, and I decided I was going to make it the real plant. Uh, it was going to. So I worked at a, a for a hose company, a company that made hoses. So this is going to be a hose plant. And, and I have a pretty good working knowledge of what it looks like and how it works and the different parts of the hose plant and, and all that good stuff. So I am going to go ahead and make it a hose plant. Uh, let's see. I ran chapters two and three through Grammarly yesterday at, at Chick-fil-A. Uh, Grammarly, by the way, seems a lot easier to use than I remember it about a year ago or so when I last used it. Um, they, it's to the point now where I just copy uh, from Noveler into Grammarly, make all my changes in Grammarly, and then copy it back to Noveler. I don't remember doing that last time. I remember I had to make my changes in Noveler last time. So I had to flip back and forth between the two web pages as I went. Uh, Grammarly is a lot easier now, uh, which makes me very happy. Uh, one of the issues I had when I copied everything out of Atticus, uh, if you listen to a, a, the episode, I think it's three weeks ago, episode 158, I've got the writing software, Blues, you'll hear me talk about how I'm, you know, I was struggling with Atticus, so I moved everything from Atticus back to Noveler, and in doing that, it it changed my quotation marks from the, the curly ones to the straight ones, it looked terrible. Grammarly actually fixed all that for me in one click, it was amazing, I was afraid I was going to have to go through and change, you know, 60, 70, 80, 100 different quotation marks in each chapter, like manually. Grammarly did that for me in one click. Oh, made me so happy. Um, so I, I went through and took care of chapters two and three. Uh, let's see. Uh, I got home from Chick-fil-A. Uh, actually, on the way home from Chick-fil-A, I stopped at a, a AT&T store to order a new phone. Um, I'd been kicking around the idea of getting a new phone because I keep seeing commercials for AT&T on TV where they say, hey, the new um, Samsung, what is it, uh, uh, 22 S22 Ultra, I don't know what it is, but they're like, hey, bring in your old phone and get a new phone, and I, I didn't know if that meant, you know, even though I still owe money on my phone, can I just take it in and exchange it? Well, that's exactly what it meant. I went in, and uh, they said, yep, you still owe $600, you turn this in, you can't get the $800 off um, deal that we have, but you can get $350 off, so perfect. So I went in and exchanged my phone. I went, I went to my mom and dad's to pick up my dog afterward. And my mom asked me, she said, why, why did you need a new phone? And really the only answer I could come up with was, um, I don't know, because it's there. That's kind of how I am with gadgets. I always like to have a new phone. I get a new laptop every couple of years because I like to have a new fancy laptop. So I'm very excited about this new phone. I can't wait to get it. It I, I had to order it because they didn't have any in store, but I got an email, a text message this morning saying it was shipped. So I should have it sometime this week. I bought a case for it. Uh, I've been watching some YouTube videos on how to set it up once I get it. So I'm, I should get it sometime this week and I'm excited. And then I had the one last thing I had to do Saturday was um, file my local city taxes. I have a buddy of mine who does my taxes every year. And every year he does my, my, my local city taxes. And then this year, I think we had a miscommunication where I texted him, hey, can you do my taxes for, for, the, for the city? And he said, yeah, send me the forms. 
And then I never sent him the forms. I, I don't know why. So then last week I was like, wait, did he do my taxes? I texted him and I'm like, hey, did you do my taxes? He says, no, you didn't send me the forms. I was like, oh, shoot. So I just decided um, I could do them myself online. I was a little worried about it. I thought it would take like hours because taxes are horrible. And I, I logged in. We use um, RITA, which is the regional something or other tax association. I logged into the website, created an account, and it literally took me 10 minutes to do the taxes. It was so easy. So glad about that. I was not looking forward to doing that. So that was my Saturday. Uh, this morning, I went to Panera like normal, got my blueberry muffin like normal. And then I did chapter four, uh, ran it through Grammarly, started adding some description. And this is typical of me. This is how I write. You know, my first draft was 1,100 words. By the time I went back and added some description and some emotion and all that good stuff, it was over 1,600. This is why my very first book that I wrote was 59,000 words when I was done with my first draft. By the time I was finished with it, it was 119,000 words. It doubled after I added all that stuff. So that happened today with this chapter. Started at 1,100, now it's 16. Um, all that good stuff that I had to add. Uh, so I'm four chapters done now of, of 49. Uh, but now, because I've got this thing plotted out, it should go so much faster. This week I expect to get a lot done, starting after this podcast actually. Uh, I also came home, one of the items that's been on my list of um, running list of future things to do has been something to do with uh, SEO. Uh, I know I talked about Fiverr for a while and just couldn't find anyone on Fiverr. So today, before I started recording this, I went through uh, a, a YouTube video on Yoast, which is the plugin I use for my website. And they gave me, a whole bunch of tips to do using Yoast, how to use Yoast to set up all the search engine optimization. I went through and did all of that for episode 158, which is the one I just talked about, the one about writing software. That's the one that's been listened to the most over the, the last 90 days. Uh, so I put a whole bunch of keywords in and it didn't take that long. It took me about 45 minutes to go through the whole thing and understand it. And, and so when I'm done with this podcast, before I go ahead and publish it, I'm gonna do the same thing for this one. And we'll see, maybe that'll help with the, the clicks or the listens, I don't know. So I'm gonna take a drink here because I'm the only one talking and my mouth is getting dry. And I'm not gonna mute it while I do it either. You're gonna hear me live taking a drink of Coke Zero. Anyway, uh, after this podcast is over, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out again. I'm, I'm excited about this. I want to get more done, so I'm gonna go out again and work on chapter five. Uh, but that's that's my week. That was my week in review. Again, it was a busy week. I didn't have to work uh, like I had. I didn't have to work in the evenings at all. I didn't have to work on the weekends. It was just. It was a good week. All right, let's 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 jump into the news here. Um, in terms of my news. I don't really have much. Um, I do want to talk about something. I think I'm going to save this until next week. Or actually, Rich is out next week, too. So I'm going to save this until Rich comes back. I want to have a conversation about what makes a good story. I was listening to an episode of The Story Grid this morning, you know, one of the older episodes. And in there, I think Tim had asked the question, you know, why do books that aren't written well, uh, uh, why do they why do they catch on? And I think the example brought up is probably the same example you're thinking of right now, and it's the same example I thought of, which was uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Terribly written book, but still sold like crazy because the story was good. And uh, and and I, the one that pops into my head is obviously Ready Player One, uh, the first book, not written well at all, but so nostalgic and so much fun to read. Um, if you give it to an editor, a competent editor, they would have. You know, torn, my mom would have torn it apart uh, with all the different words, all the different ways. You know, there's so much tell, don't show in there. Um, the second Ready Player One, uh, what, Ready Player Two, I guess, that book was awful. 
and uh, it was a money grab, and it, but it still sold like hotcakes. So the question is why. I have some ideas in my head, and I actually made a couple changes to my own story grid based on those those ideas and those opinions. But I'm gonna wait for Rich to come back because I want to hear his his answer on this also. Um, that was that was one thing I had. Uh, Amazon ads update. I talk about this every week. My Amazon ads now are doing well. Uh, well, I guess it depends on my definition of doing well. Three thousand six hundred and four impressions across 16 ads uh, i have seven clicks that's one every 514 i've talked about this before the goal that Lindsay and i always worked toward was one every 1000 one click every 1000 impressions well i've got one every 514 i spent a dollar 40 actually a dollar 38 on those but i still am not making sales i don't know why um, i do have the the uh appointment in july to get a new cover for book one with stuart Bache. Um, so that's, I'm not going to know if that's the problem until July. So between now and then I have to change my blurb. I need to go in and figure out if that's the problem. I just know that I'm getting clicks. My back, my, my, my winner batch of ads were also getting clicks with very little sales. The only thing I have off of this right now is 17 page reads. So one person downloaded it, read 17 pages. I mean, I guess 17 people could have downloaded it and read one page, but I doubt it. I think it was probably one person who read 17 pages, which is the equivalent of eight cents. So I've spent $1.38, I've made eight cents. So I'm in the hole, $1.30 right now on these ads. I need to figure out how to get those page clicks to actually turn into sales. I'm technically one for seven right now, which I think is probably around the line that the people look for. You wanna be better than one in five. But I know I've heard Brian Cohen and Brian Meeks talk about one in seven, one in eight being kind of that line that you're looking for. Um, if the person would have read the whole book and they still might, I don't know how this, how, how, what they're doing, then I would be ahead. I would have spent $1.30 and made like $2.70. So, so maybe one in seven isn't that bad. It's just that person read those 17 pages a couple days ago and hasn't gone back to it yet. So I need, according to Amazon's dashboard, they haven't gone back to it yet. Um, I need that person to keep reading in order for me to make money. So I'm gonna work on the blurb. Over the next couple weeks, I'm gonna work on the blurb. I might even just scrap what I have and then start completely over and try to write something different. We'll see, I don't know yet, but the, the cover's coming in June. Maybe if I change the blurb now, I'll have a good two months of blurb with old cover, new blurb with old cover, and then maybe new blurb with new cover. Maybe that's enough to give me uh, numbers to show me where the, where the issues are. Uh, lastly, I talked about that book cover with Stuart Bache. Um, I haven't submitted to him what I'm looking for yet. Uh, he's not doing it until June, so I probably have some time, but it is something I would like to just get out of my email inbox. My email inbox is kind of like my to-do list with emails. You know, I have a couple different things in there right now. Uh, that is the big one though, is the, uh, the get the Stuart Bache email out of there. So I, I need to submit that information. In terms of my 2022 goals, I don't really have anything new to update there with the exception of the, the financial update. Uh, I'm just about finished with the refinance. Um, I think that'll probably get done sometime this week, maybe next week it'll get finished. I have one more thing I have to submit to the bank, or yeah, submit to the new bank, and I haven't done that yet, but my appraisal's over with, my, you know, I've submitted everything else to them, I just have one thing I have to get to them having to do with my old loan, and I'll do that probably early this week. But the nice thing about it is, once it's done, they're giving me money, enough money back to pay off the majority of my car. It'll take me another couple months to pay my car off, but once that's done, I'll, I'll move from step three to step four in the Dave Ramsey plan, which is save three to six months of bills. Uh, and then once I do that, I put everything that I possibly can for my paychecks onto my house. 
And um, if I were to probably pay the max I could afford, it probably paid off in less than three years. But I know me. I'm going to spend money in dumb places. I'm going to go on vacations. Uh, so it's probably going to take me closer to four years to pay off my house. But once that is done, and I will you know, achieve that freedom I've been looking for. I've been talking about this for years on this podcast, and I'm almost there. Uh, and I'm, I couldn't be more excited about it. So let's talk about my new running list of future things to do. Uh, I took the SEO one off there. It's been on there for a long, I think it's been on there since the beginning of last year. Some form of SEO. Uh, Lindsay told me about a video she watched back in January of last year. I never watched it. Uh, and now I was talking about the Yoast stuff. I finally went in this morning and looked at Yoast and made some changes to the podcast. I do need to, to update my books pages because I'm using Yoast on those same book pages so that uh, make them a little bit better for search engine optimization. Uh, that is something I will do in the, in the next few weeks. Uh, now that I understand what I have to do and how I have to do it, uh, I will go in and do that. Uh, screen door. I need to get a screen door for my back room so I, so Max can run in and out whenever he wants to. He's asleep right now, which is good. He usually is looking out the window while I'm recording this podcast, running back and forth, crying about the fact that there's somebody uh, had the nerve to walk down the sidewalk in front of his house. But he's asleep right now, so that's good. So the last thing I want to do, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, was create the Facebook ad for my murder mystery book. Again, this is something Rich came up with a couple weeks ago and I kind of jumped on it too. Um, what I want to do is I want to create one of those um, email, and I can't remember the word. I'm going to look it up while I'm talking here. The email, um, it's like the, you know, they, they sign up for your list and then 24 hours later you send them another you send them another um, email and then maybe two weeks later you send them another automation, that's it. So I wanna create an email automation that, th what I don't wanna to have to do is, I don't want people to sign up for my murder mystery list and then now I have to email once a month because I don't know what to talk about right now. Um, but I do wanna to continue to email these people because they're signing up because they want the murder mystery book when it comes out. So I need to keep emailing them. So I'm gonna create an automation to do this so I don't have to do it. So they sign up, Maybe they get the first half of chapter one. Maybe they get a character sheet that, that I don't just make into a, a Word document that looks silly. Maybe I come up with like a really nice design. I, I assign an actor or an actress to play each character. Same thing with like a, I do like a location scouting type thing where I send them a nice PDF of that. I wanna do a cover reveal through that same email automation. So what I need to do with this, come up with the, that email automation, then I'll have to come up with the items and this is something I have to do. I'm going to have to do this rather quick because let's say in three weeks I want to start doing it. Well, I can't do it until those items are all finished. So uh, that's going to cut into my writing time, which I don't like. Um, maybe that's something I do in the evenings when I was plotting. Now I can be doing this instead. But uh, this is something I want to start doing maybe by the beginning of May. Um, get people in, interested in reading this murder mystery. Try to get a, a list of even like 50 people. 50 people so when the, the email, when the book is released, they've already gotten four or five emails from me that are talking about the book. So when the book is released, they're excited enough about it to either download it in KU or, or spend their own money on it. You know, if I make it $3.99, maybe I make it. No, I don't even want, that's the thing. I don't even want to make it 99 cents. I don't want to discount it at all. I want to put it out there at full price, have these people buy it and read it and have the, the KU people download it and read it. And, um, you know, I've, I've never done any kind of a release before and this might be the first time I do something like that. So these, these are ideas I need to come up with over the next few weeks. I need to design these things and get them into an automation and then start the Facebook ad just to see what happens. I may get zero subscribers. May, maybe no one's excited about it. I have no idea. But it is something that I'll put on my, my author, author Facebook page, you know, all those different places that I know how to advertise. Yeah, so I'm excited about that too. I'm excited about a lot of things today. 
Anyway, in terms of my addicted to for the, for last week, it is the uh, the Story Grid podcast, the old ones. Um, I'm really enjoying. It's almost like I'm getting a, a a refresher course in writing because of the way that Sean talks about how the Story Grid works and how each chapter should turn and why and and where characters should do certain things and the the, the inciting incident and the progress you know progressing complications all the stuff that he talked about when i listened to it the first time i love going back and listening to this again and i'm i believe i'm only in like 2016 right now so i have a lot of episodes i'll probably download another one before i leave today after the podcast to go right listen to half of it on the way there and half of it on the way home so it's it's i i can't recommend this this is probably the podcast of all the podcasts that i listen to you know, Paul Teague's podcast is probably my favorite one in terms of just writing podcasts, but the Story Grid one is my favorite one in terms of craft, and uh, and I love it. I can't I can't suggest it enough to everyone. Recommend it enough to everyone to go back and listen to, especially if you're new like I was. You know, I listened to Sean, Johnny, and Dave. You know, talk about writing and. And they're the ones I first learned about, like the three-act play or the four-act structure from, and the hero's journey and all that stuff. But in terms of pure writing, how to do it, how to structure it, it's this Story Grid podcast. All right, so upcoming this week, what am I doing this week? So it's a very normal week in terms of writing for me. Uh, I work from home every day, so that'll be Monday through Friday. Uh, I believe Easter is on the 17th, Sunday. Um, a lot of people I know have Friday off work. We do not have good Friday off. I work that day. So I'm going to plan this like a normal week and we'll, we'll take it from there. Um, Monday, I've been calling it my writer's day off for a while. It's, it's kind of an optional writer's day for me. Maybe I want to write, maybe I don't. So I don't really have any plans for tomorrow. We'll see what happens. It's going to be nice. So I'm sure I'll be in my golf simulator at some point. Tuesday, I'll treadmill at lunch and then I'll go to Hothead at night and, and do some writing there. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday, I'll do my writing at lunch and then you know, depending on the weather, I'll be um, I'll be in my golf simulator in the evening. I will say that next week is going to be uh, my last week for a while of this kind of structure because my golf league starts the following week. I might even be in a second golf league. I'm not sure yet. They haven't called me to tell me. I'm hoping they call me soon. Friday, I'll treadmill at lunch, and then I'll do hothead at night. Saturday, I'll do Chick-fil-A in the morning. Sunday, it's Easter Sunday. I'm not sure what's open and what's not open. I'm not sure what my family's plans are. I need to ask them what we're doing Sunday for Easter. We don't really do much. It's not a big holiday for us. Um, but if Panera's open, I'll go to Panera, and if they're not, I'll figure something else out. So that is my week coming up. My goal, the plan for me this week is to, let's see, I didn't write that in the podcast, so I'm going to think it as I go here. I'm going to do chapter five today. Uh, how many writing sessions is that going to give me? It's going to give me six, right? Sunday night, Monday, no, Sunday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night, Saturday. So it's seven writing sessions I'll have between now and the next time I talk to you all. Um, so how many, seven, do I want to get seven chapters done? That seems like a lot. I'm going to say let's get five chapters done. So let's get through chapter nine so five six seven eight nine so my goal is to get through chapter nine by the end of next week i feel like i can go faster because i can probably do two a day on some of those you know saturday tuesday night friday night i might be able to do two but i'm just going to say let's get through chapter nine uh see where we can go from there i might have to do some more plotting i don't know i know i'm finished with it but you never know what's going to come up so yeah that's the plan the, the plan is to go chapter nine and that is actually all I have for the podcast. Wow, without Rich, I'm a lot shorter. Without Rich or Lindsay to talk to, it's a lot shorter. It's going to be like this next week. I'm going to be by myself next week on the podcast. And I believe Rich is back after that. So the podcast will get back to their normal length and their normal content. 
Um, if you have anything that you want to talk about, oh, by the way, if you want to be a guest co-host next week on the podcast, Easter Sunday, I'll probably record sometime in the afternoon. I'll work around your schedule if needed. But if you want to come on and, and do a diary style podcast with me, send me an email. You can contact me, jerry at jerryonoff.com. Find me on Facebook, Jerry Evanoff author. Send me a tweet, jerrye25. Uh, these are all the places you can contact me. My website's jerryevanoff.com. Uh, if you like what I do here and you want to contribute to the Jerry, Rich, Lindsay, next time they're all together, fund for dinner, go to buymeacoffee.com slash Jerry Evanoff. You can contribute there. Uh, and otherwise, thank you for listening as always. If you're new, please subscribe. Uh, you know, we have content every Sunday that comes out and uh, it's, it's, it's fun stuff. We try to have fun here. It's good stuff. Um, yeah. So until then, see y'all next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the new author podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, find Jerry at www.jerryevanoff.com and Lindsay at www.lindsayevanoff.com. 